Welcome to another episode of the Nourishing Africa podcast. Today, we have here Mr. Taiwo Ogunlaye, who is the head of Extension and Outgrower Program at Sultry International in Nigeria. Sultry is the leading cassava and derivatives company in Nigeria. And Taiwo has several years worth of practical experience in outgrower management and will share critical insights on the topic of the podcast today, which is effectively managing outgrowers to maximize profits and minimize losses. As we all know, outgrower schemes are evolving as a stop strategy to minimize production costs and optimize the supply chain for agribusinesses in Africa. However, outgrower schemes come with huge risks such as poor management, disloyalty of outgrowers, high cost of logistics, and so on, which, if not effectively managed, may lead to high losses and downward spiral of the business. So our guest today, Taiwo, will be sharing insight on how to effectively manage outgrowth schemes to maximize profits and minimize loss. Hi, Taiwo. Thank you for joining us today. Hi. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Please introduce yourself and your company to our listeners out there. My name is Taiwo Bunei, the head of Extension Outgrowth Program, Dutch International Limited. Surgery are practically based on the production of high-quality cassava starch and high-quality cassava flour for Australia. They are located in Alaide village, Adorawaii, Ohio State. The company started its operation in 2005 and later expanded its activities to production of starch, flour, and currently we are building a sub-beetle factory that is based on cassava. Thank you. Thank you so much, Taiwo, for the introduction. Now, I would like us to dive right into the heart of topic we're discussing today. So, can you please tell us a bit more about the outgrower program that is run by Sultry and the impact this outgrower program has on the company. Okay, in 2012, Sultry started with a pool of 500 farmers and presently we have over 5,000 farmers in our database that's currently under outgrower program. Presently, we have eight clusters that's made about five local governments in Okubiria for your state. Then we have about 44 farmers and about 10 extension officers as well. At the beginning of the year, we carry out something that we call sensitization program. This is where we get to our farmers, our identity farmers, what we do in our company as far as outgrowth is concerned. Then after the sensitization comes mobilization. This is the point where we register interested farmers into the scheme. So we have a series of agricultural modules that we train our farmers on. Prominent among them are good agricultural practices. This is what assure farmers of IG. After your activities, then we have cooperative management, which help our farmers group themselves into cooperative. Then we also train them on contractual arrangement. This is the point where the farmers are able to negotiate the price that they want to sell their cassava after a year because at the beginning of the year when we are doing the training we also carry the farmers along with the price that is likely for us to buy their produce during harvest which is always a year after so the farmers cooperative and the company come together we negotiate the price considering the farmers are achievable cost of production so from there we will be able to extrapolate to the price we will buy from the farmer that will be profitable for us and also be profitable for the farmers because this is key this is the only thing that will keep them going in this scheme. So part of the activities we render, they are basically to have the extension service and technical service. So the extension service include tractorization and supply of inputs, credit input to the farmers. So the tractorization and the input which include fertilizer, herbicide, are given to the farmer on credit, interest free. So at the end of the year when the farmers supply their produce, whatever activities we have rendered to them, we deduct our money, while the rest we go to the farmers. Then the technical aspects include the trainings and farm advice. Farm advice in the sense that you 
will go to any pharmacy, you notice the margins of disease on their blood and we give them the necessary in terms of telling them what to do and mostly we recommend pesticides that they will use on the field. Then we also link our farmers with finance. Like in 2017, we linked 252 farmers with the Central Bank of Nigeria under the Ancobra loan scheme, where we were able to access 133 million for the farmers that we use for the 996 hectares of cassava land. So currently, as I see, the payment is at 90% and the remaining 10% are those that are issue of farm building. So they replanted and hopefully before the end of the year, we'll be able to recoup our money 100%. Thank you. Interesting, interesting, Mr. Taiwo. Thank you so much for that. So you mentioned that you started the Outgrower programs in 2012. Yes. All right. So how has this program impacted on the company's growth so far? Okay. What we do is our major raw material, our sole raw material is cassava, as we all know. So having a stable raw material is, is, is very key because this is where the growth of the company lies. So building our raw material base by expanding the number of farmers that we have has really helped the company in terms of growth. Like I said, when we started in 2012, we only have a 20 per day ton capacity. Then in 2013, we built another 30 tons per day. Then just last year, we built a sub-beta plant that we also be using as server. So all this will be able to achieve because of the sustainable agriculture program that we have placed. So it is very, very key for any company to have a very good running agriculture base if you really want your company to grow. Thanks for that. So when talking about engaging outgrowers, I'd like to know what criteria should agribusinesses prioritize when sourcing for outgrowers? Okay, the first point to notice selecting the right type of farmer. Like I said, one of the first things we do every year is the sensitization program. This is where we get to know the farmer that are really, really interested in what we are doing, what we want to sell to them, the idea we are bringing to the table. So it is during this sensitization program and our interaction with farmers that we will be able to get to know the right type of farmer. For example, it will not be proper for us to, we are doing cassava and during our sensitization mobilization program, we now mobilize a farmer that has the interest of this. So it's, it's two different things. So we, we make sure we select the right type of farmer, which is the first point and is very key. Then the second point is land availability. Even if you select the right farmer, is this farmer as we have all around people we call political farmers. So we make sure we select the right type of farmer. This particular farmer, they have access to land. Land, we can be able to assess anytime we want. Then another thing is to select farmer that has good agricultural knowledge and experience. Though we also consider farmers have little or no knowledge about cassava, but always at a small quantity. And uh, another point is, even this farmer you are reaching out to, are they motivated to participate? What do I mean by being motivated? It's a different thing to sensitize farmer. It's a different thing for them to know what they want in the program you are introducing. So it's always very important to select the farmers that are motivated because this is when you'll be able to get their commitment. So in summary, well, the point I've mentioned so far is selecting the right type of farmers, farmers that has access to land and farmers that are motivated that is ready to participate in the outgrowers. Thank you so much for that lots of insight. So in terms of managing outgrowers when you bring them on board, I imagine that it comes with its own peculiar challenges. So what are the challenges encountered so far in managing yes. outgrowers based on your experience and what strategies have you employed to address these challenges, you know, especially towards minimizing losses and ensuring profitability? Okay, so, so one of the greatest challenges is issue of site 
sell which come with farmers loyalty what i mean by sell selling is at the point of harvest even after supplying these farmers the necessary input the necessary technical advice at the point of harvest majority of them still size sell so the issue of size selling is very very predominant among the farmers then secondly we have issue of cattle inversion cattle inverting farmers farm during growth of the crop then the third one is also the farmers loyalty which also come and and with the issue of site selling so to curb all these challenges i've mentioned earlier one of the first thing we do is to register these farmers we form them into cooperative meaning each farmer will be traced with a particular cooperative group then second thing we do is we choose a cross guarantee between each group that is farmer a we cross guarantee farmer b so that even if farmer a site sell our produce we can fall back to farmer b because we issue a memorandum of understanding to the farmers that is an mou form where they put their details and their about data so there is a section that contains the guarantors information as well so in there we have stated should in case farmer a site said we will fall back to your farm to harvest the exact hectare of land that we cultivate for farmer a so what you normally do is whoever that is guaranteeing we have a larger farm for example if farmer b that want to guarantee farmer a has two hectares and farmer a that is guaranteeing us one hectare so it means farmer b has more farmland than farmer a so that is why we bring in the issue of cross guarantee to help us cope the issue of site selling then to tackle the issue of factory inversion we advise our farmers to uh, look for a contiguous land where they can cultivate if for example a farm is as high as 10 acres and the farmers they keep it clean so it will be very difficult for the cattle to enter such farm compared to someone that has one acre here then another one acre in about two kilometers so we try to discourage the farmer from cultivating on scattered land thereby this has progressively opposed to cope the issue of the cattle inversion then we also give signposts to our farmers so these signposts they will write on their farm then we put this cross mark it is very easy even if the full name cannot reach we'll be able to interpret picture we put our company logo and a majority of the farm we normally do is always in collaboration with a particular partner so we put our partner's logo as well the one key thing that we also do to curb this issue of learning we try to inculcate some of them into our grassy because once you are part of our farmer you'll be able to understand the benefit of the outdoors so these are what we have done practically over the years to keep our outdoor program running all right, thanks so much for that. I would like to ask particularly on mismanagement on the part of the outgrowers. So sometimes I imagine that you might have some outgrowers who would default on managing their fields properly. I mean, following good agronomic practices, sometimes they might just let the fields go and the weeds would just, you know, take over. So in such situations, what do you do? Okay, at the initial stage, we have a lot of these issues happening on, uh, on this scheme. So we get to know that if farmers, they don't have contribution on the farm, they don't have this sense of belonging so what we have done over the years is okay if the total cost of the farm will be let's say hundred thousand for for example then if the service we are rendering will cover sixty thousand then the farmer must also provide forty thousand service so it's like we are doing our part definitely the farmer must do their part because the little contribution they have done on the farm no matter how small it is they will not want the effort to be a waste so we we, we, are, we are able to learn this over the years as a result because there are sometimes that we even give farmers cash as within cost on their farm then we compare how the maintenance of such farm goes with the farm in which the farmer have one or two inputs so we'll be able to know that whatever farm that we do for the farmers and they have a little input they tend to take care of the farm than us bearing the 100 percent cost so with this logic, we'll be able to manage farmers this nonchalant attitude of not taking care of their farm or sometimes you get to the farmer's farm and you see bush 
everywhere. But once we tractorize, we tell the farmer, okay, go and look for stem. Make sure you plant it. It's after planting, that we'll be able to verify physically that, oh, truly you've planted this farm. That is the point. We now give you a post-planting herbicide to maintain the farm. It's different from tractorizing for the farmer and giving the farmer the input even before he or she plants. So make sure whatever activity we are rendering is to precede one of the farmer's activities. Even before we come for land preparation, we must have taken care of your farm. That is, if the farm is bushy, you must have slash. And if it is that you want to spray, you must have sprayed before we bring our tractor. So with all this logic, we'll be able to set the farmers on their feet. So whatever they do, we do. But then they know it's not for free, that they also have uh, their own parts to play. Interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah. So, then uh, one, one more point, okay. please. We also have a monitoring app that we use. We call it Farm Force. It is produced by Syngenta Foundation. So the Farm Force, it's web-based, but for money. The extension officers, they have a portion of the application on their feet. Then we also have uh, a monitoring officer that manage the web aspects. So there is an applet for the farmers on the application. We shall have the farmers about data and all other activities to be done on the farm. So right from the day we tractorize on the farm, the extension officer will input the date, the hectare of the land, then automatically it will show on the laptop, I mean on the system. So whenever the monitoring officer sign in into the platform and it's able to check, okay, for this week, this extension officer tractorized 10 hectares, but just two hectares has been planted. Then easily we'll be able to alert the extension officer, okay, you tractorize for, let's say, for five farmers, only one has planted, what is happening? Then the extension officer knows the next point of action, which is to alert the farmer, why is your farm still unplanted? So these are the measures we have put in place. And this application can take record of all the activities on the farm from land preparation to the point of average. That's a very useful resource. Thank you, Taiwo. So I imagine that there are lots of, you know, do's and don'ts in this um, agreements. So what are those top things that a new entrepreneur or a new farmer or a new processor needs to include in this memorandum of understanding? Okay, the MO is uh, a one-pager document. So we, we, because of the nature of most of the farmers, we also try to keep it simple. So what we do is just to put a space for the farmers about data, your land area, your name, phone number, and your farm address. Then we also put the variety, our preferred cassava variety. Then we put our harvesting terms, that is whatever you have months. Then we put the price, and the price is always in range because of we are after the starch in the cassava. So we also we always put a range. If your cassava falls between the starch content of for example, 15 to 16 with buyers, so, so, so price. Then uh, the last thing that is there is a clause. Should in case there is a misunderstanding between the farmer and our company, how are we going to resolve this? So this will be resolved in the presence of, yeah, of an external mediator. So uh, then, like I said earlier, then we also have a part for the guarantor, which contains the guarantors by data, the name, address, farm address. Then the number of hectares the guarantor has, the phone number, then there will be a space where for declaration that, okay, if so-so farmer defaults, I am liable or responsible for it, then the two parties will sign. Thank you so much for sharing that. So I would wrap this up in a bit. I just have one last question on what top best practices around the world would you recommend for managing both people and processes on an outgrowers scheme? 
I know you've shared lots of insights before. Just to wrap this up in a bit of top best practices. Okay, one practice that I always recommend for people is to practice Angular, which is looking for a contiguous land. So let's say about 200 hectares in a particular location, then you bring this farmer to come and farm on the land. This is adopted over the years. That's as efforts to cover the issue of site selling because this is the most rampant issue among these farmers. So if I see anybody that is interested in agrars, what I always advise adopt Ingra as against the agra. It's, it's the same as just the land because you have a total control of all the activities on that land because it is a contiguous land. Then also it is also to have a monitoring application that uh, will simplify your work because you cannot be everywhere at the time. So it's good to have a central application that we, we use to monitor both your field officers and the farmers' activity at the same time. So these are the two top best practices that I, I know from experience that I can recommend. Thank you so much, Taiwo, for this insightful session. I've learned a lot, and I know that our listeners out there have done the same. We appreciate your support at a time like this. Outgrasking is really a sustainable way for processors and upcoming entrepreneurs. But one key thing they should have in mind is having the love of these farmers at heart. It is key. Because these farmers, they are human. At a point, they will still get to know if you are faithful to your business or not. So one key thing that should be their watchword is to have farmers love at heart, which means as you are growing your company, you should also grow the farmers hand in hand. You cannot do one at the expense of the other. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Taiwo, for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to be on the program. All right. Thank you, our listeners out there. I hope you've had an insightful session with Taiwo Ogunleye, the head of Outgrow and Extension Program at Saltry International. Do join us next time. Bye-bye.